for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Redraft, and I am not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping, and I am so locked in, and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking. And all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So, what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep, even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What's going on, guys, and welcome to episode 346 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. We are live here on the Going For Two Live podcast network every Friday night, uh, usually at 1030. We're here tonight at 1130 because of my job. Uh, of course, we're on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, syndicated in all major podcast networks. Uh, if you're currently watching us on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. And I see the chat is already alive. Uh, we got Joe and Jared in the chat. What's up, fellas? Somebody's got their live on. Oh, there we go. I had a little bit of echo on my head for a minute. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, as always. Uh, we missed a week last week because I had a wedding to attend to, and uh, Gerson was going to fill in for hosting, and then he had his job kind of getting away. So we missed last week, but what's up, Tim? Oh, man, I'm so happy to be back. Uh, I told y'all before the show, I don't always say this, but I love this slate, man. I can't wait to get to it. Good stuff. Also joining us tonight, uh, Pedro from the DFS Masters Facebook group. Uh, he runs a great group over there. If you haven't checked out his Facebook group, definitely do that. What's up, Pedro? Not too much, man. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Uh, let's talk some plays and make some money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. So real real quick, Pedro, just give me a quick uh, little uh, rundown of what y'all do over at, at Masters. I mean, obviously it's DFS related, but y'all do a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, we started off as only DFS. Uh, as time has gone by, now we do uh, sports betting. We do uh, player props. Uh, basically, we throw up a new thread daily uh, per sport. Uh, and then we have our admins, we have our writers go in, we chat, we talk with people, post our best plays, and take it from there. Do we break the news, uh, trades, uh, season-long advice, daily advice? Good stuff. Anything sports-related. Awesome. Love it. Love it. All right, guys, as always, today's show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their best ball leagues, huge tournaments, private leagues, uh, and they got pickums for every major sport. Use our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's as simple as that. Use promo code GF2. Start drafting your best ball teams and do your pickums. And if you watch the Wednesday show, uh, we do a pickum of the week where we build a, a, a three leg uh, lineup, so to speak, of, of, of props. Uh, so check that out on Wednesday nights uh, at 9.30 p.m. with me and Ryan. All right, let's get into the rewind. The weekly rewind. 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 All right, Tim. So we didn't actually have a show last week, but I'm sure we both still played uh, DFS there. What, what's your one good, one bad for the week? Yeah, the one good was Kyron Williams. Uh, I was all over him. I had him in like 70% of my allocations. Uh, I told you last week I really only like two running backs, Kyron Williams and CMC, and they both smashed. Uh, so, yeah, my one bad was Tony Pollard. Though, because I thought maybe I could get some exposure to him. I had him maybe about a third of my lineups, and he completely tanked. So, yeah, it's kind of kind of disappointing too, because that was a game that he should have been good, and he definitely was not. 
Um, yeah. The defense really did it all. So yep, absolutely. it just happens that way. <laughs> but I still defend he was a good play. Pedro, I know you You said you didn't play last week, but you had a very good reason why you didn't play. Go ahead and tell us what happened last week. No, I had to go to Vegas uh, to watch a boxing event. Didn't get a chance to reserve my contest. And so the, the, last week. the one good was the boxing event in Vegas. The one bad was yeah, the fact you didn't reserve the your lineup. The one good was Vegas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a real good We once actually did a show from Vegas. Yep. Right, yeah. Yeah, Tim had the was, strip in the background. Tim was sweet. live from Vegas. <laughs> All right, so my one good, so I, you know, in my cash lineups last week, um, I hit on only three players in my cash lineup. Fortunately, those three players were uh, AR, uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, Kyron Williams, we just mentioned, and Christian McCaffrey. And those three guys got me into cash on all my cash lineups. So AR5 was the lower owned of those three guys. So he helped me out a tremendous amount. Uh, so he's my one good. And my one, my one bad, I said, I'm giving him one more week, Mr. Javante Williams, and then I'm giving up on him. And, uh, he disappointed me once again. I know it came down to an injury, but he wasn't looking good even before the injury. So Javante Williams was my one bad. Uh, almost killed my, my cash lineup, but uh, ended up uh, making it because of those three players. All right, let's just jump into the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, we'll kick it off right here at the top, Tim. What you got in your elite tier? Yeah, I think you got to start at the top with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, this week, I think is I mentioned it. I'm really happy about this week because I think there's a ton of value, a bunch of players I think that are underpriced. So if you do want to get up to Patrick Mahomes, I think you can. I don't think it's optimal. Like I don't think he's somebody I would play in cash games. Uh, but his ceiling is, I think, unlike anyone other than the guy that the other three of us have. So yeah. uh, I really like him this week in the dome against Minnesota. Uh, I think he's got a realistic 35 type point ceiling. Uh, and he's got some kind of cheap stacking options that we'll talk about later. Good stuff. Pedro, what do you got in your top tier here? I like Tua. Uh, you know, he's, he's 7,100. He gets the Giants. He's at home. He has all these weapons. Uh, I understand the Mahomes call, but I've honestly, I haven't played them yet this year. And I don't, his weapons just don't do it for me. I, I just don't, don't see that 40-point game, 35-point game happening with these weapons. Uh, I mean, he has one 300-yard game this season. That's it. I understand the blowout, but even against the Jets, he wasn't really looking nice. Yeah. Uh, I understand. I just feel like the road. Vikings make everybody look good. Yeah. Oh, the, the Vikings are <laughs> terrible. Don't don't get me wrong. But man, like I don't know. Like we thought, Kadarius Tony was going to be that guy. He's just not him. So yep. who does no. he have? He has he has Kelsey, and Kelsey's what for ten-yard passes. I, I don't know, man. Uh, the other guy up top, I do like Jalen Hurts, 8K. Uh, and that's about it as far as top tier. I understand Tua is going to be chalky, so I'm not sure I'll get to him. But if I had to pay up for one guy, it's going to be Tua. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I got Tua in my top as well at 7.1. And I, I, do, I do have Hurts as just a, an alternative to those two guys. Uh, a little bit cheaper than Mahomes, a little bit more expensive than Tua, kind of in that middle range there. So uh, I do think people will click on Mahomes because of the high you know, Vegas total. Uh, and people yeah. click on Tua because of the you know the price point and the in the game environment that he's in. I think they'll overlook Hertz. Hertz goes a little bit underowned. I think at 8K uh, versus the Rams. And obviously we know he's got the legs that he can obviously put up that that nice floor and then has the ceiling of you know of Mahomes type or he can put up a huge passing game in addition to his legs as well. So at 8K, I think he's a pretty good play. Uh, and and the thing with Mahomes is going to that the the real thing that I want to pay attention to this in the game is is the Chiefs defense used to not be very good. So Mahomes had to do it all. 
So I'm curious to how this defense is going to match up with the Vikings. You know, the Vikings got a very good offense, but if they slow the Vikings down a little bit and the Vikings only put up 21, 24 points, you know, does Mahomes have to put up a 40-point game in order to sort of keep up with them? So um, I, I like Mahomes at 8.2. I think his price is down a little bit because of what we saw last week, but uh, I, I think I like Hurts a little bit more with lower ownership. Let's move down into the mid-tier, Tim. What you got for one of your mid-tier guys? Yeah, I'm going to go back to Anthony Richardson. Uh, this was another guy we talked about. We played in cash last week. Uh, I know it's going to be a little harder to run on the Titans, but we've seen him throw the ball more than 30 times before, and I think that he's still going to be able to get those short touchdowns. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but I think Zach Moss is the person to avoid in this game. I'm going right back to him. Uh, 7K, I think, is kind of where his price is starting to hit the ceiling. You know, until he drops one of those 40 point games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I still think he's very much in play this week against the Titans because uh, they're not really bringing anything. Yeah, that's a good call. And and Pedro, you don't have anybody in the mid tier here, but I want to ask this question that we have in the chat here. Uh, no love for Lamar in the top tier. You got any love for Lamar here? Mm, not for me. No, not, not for me. Not against the Steelers on the road division game. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at history-wise, I think Lamar has struggled pretty much against the Steelers, so that's why I'm off on Lamar. Um, But yeah, it's a great question there, uh, Atkins. But yeah, I think I'm off on Lamar as well. Uh, Staying in the the total is too low for me. Yeah, agreed. Staying in the mid-tier for me, uh, a guy that we talked about before the show that I like a lot, uh, CJ Stroud uh, at Atlanta 6K. I think Atlanta is uh, 27th DVOA versus the pass. Stroud has been putting up monster numbers. He's got some great weapons they can stack him with. You can go with Tank Dell or Nico Collins to stack him with. Uh, 6K is probably still a little too cheap. Um, and, and just to go back to uh, AR, you know, there's one stat that I saw that's kind of crazy to, talking about AR that uh, CJ Stroud, you know, he's breaking all these rookie records and putting up all these monster points. Uh, and AR actually is only six fantasy points behind Stroud on the season, uh, even though Stroud's missed, I mean, even though uh, AR's missed an entire game. Uh, so that goes to show you just how important those rushing numbers are uh, for, for AR. But Stroud at 6K, I think, is still too cheap. Uh, he's throwing the ball all over the field, got some great weapons, uh, great matchup versus Atlanta. So I like I like him here in the mid-tier. Um, I also have Burrow in the six, at 6.2, only because he's so cheap. I know Burrow has burned us. He burned us last week. We were all in on Burrow. Uh, Tim talked about him in one of our group chats. But at 6.2, he's worth the shot. He's playing against Arizona, uh, who's 30th DVA versus the pass. Uh, and they give up the fifth most points to quarterbacks. Uh, I'm not going to have a ton of exposure to Burrow, but he's worth a punt. And you know, obviously, you stack him with Chase and hope they have their breakout game uh, against Arizona. So at 6.2, he's way too cheap. Let's move down into the to the values here, Pedro. What do you got for some of your value quarterbacks? So th- this is a tier I actually like. This is uh, more than likely the way the route I'm going to go. There's a few guys here I like. Uh, if you like that Miami game. Uh, Daniel Jones, 5.8, if that offensive line can hold up. Uh, we saw yesterday with Sam Howell, you know, Miami jumps off to a quick 21 nothing lead. He's going to have to throw. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell at second quarter yesterday, yeah, one point, finished with 30, you know, 300-plus yards. So if he has to go out there and throw and try to play catch-up, I don't mind Daniel Jones. I don't mind uh, Zach Wilson. You know, he gets his weapon back. He gets Brees Hall back. Uh, I don't mind him. And the third call I had uh, was Dobbs, 5,200. Yeah. Mind him at all. Uh, so, yeah, this is the tier that I'm looking at uh, for this weekend. Yeah, that's 6K and below. That's, that's a good call on, on Daniel Jones. And, and the Giants have to see that 
Jones has no time. They're going to have to adjust that offense to find a way to get the ball out of his hands faster. Uh, there's a guy we'll talk about later on that I think benefits from that. Um, Tim, what you got down in your, your value tier? Yeah, so probably my favorite quarterback play on the slate is Matthew Stafford. Uh, people think that, you know, Philly has some great defense and they're pretty good against the run, but they're actually really not good against the pass at all. 26 against quarterback DVP, 20th in DVOA. I just, he's so cheap, man. And now it looks like Cooper Cup is going to play. So he's going to have his full squad with him at 5,600. I think that's just too cheap. Uh, if you play cash games, in my opinion, he is the cash game quarterback. Uh, and then I'm also going to have some exposure in tournaments. Uh, but he's, I almost put him as my lock of the week. I like him that much. Wow. That's, 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 that's staying a lot. And in Stafford, that's at 5.6 is pretty cheap. So he's getting Cooper Cup back and he already has Cooper Cup 2.0 and Puka Nakua there as well. Uh, I'm curious to see how those two guys coexist in the same, at the same time. So um, it, in my value tier, I had, I had Dobbs as well versus Cincinnati 5.2. Um, the guy just keeps putting up points. I think he's had at least 17 points in all three games. I think he had 20 something, you know, the last game. He gets points with his legs. I think he has over 140 yards rushing on the season and a touchdown already. And he's looked really good. And I have a soft spot in my heart for Dobbs. As I said on the show multiple times, he won me a lot of money in preseason football a couple years ago. Uh, him and James Washington against the Green Bay Packers uh, won me about $7,000 in, in uh, some preseason tournaments. So I, I love seeing Dobbs succeed because of that reason. Uh, and at 5.2 versus Cincinnati, a good matchup. I think he's definitely in play for sure. Tim, I want you to talk about the MILF Hunter a little bit there. <laughs> we have to talk about the MILF Hunter, a.k.a. Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, he actually looked alive in that game against the Chiefs last week. He's 4,900, and yep. I think that's the big thing. Like, I'm saying, like, particularly in cash games, I'm going to spend the 700 and go to Stafford. But, like, in tournaments, we can we talk about this here in a minute, but you can do so many stacks with Zach Wilson and just play all of the top guys. And he's got a realistic 25-point ceiling at – 4,900. I mean, Denver, no matter what stat you look at, is basically last. Mm -hmm. They're last in DVOA. They're last in EPA. They're last in DVP. Like, it's the perfect spot for him to go off and just, you know, break the slate at 4,900. Tim, I want to ask yep. you as the, as the Green Bay Packers fan, too, how much do you think of Zach Wilson's game last week can be attributed to Aaron Rodgers being on the sideline? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Zero. <laughs> I, I heard it's more likely that it was some of the uh, peyote or something that Rogers gave him in the pregame. So it's one of the two. Good stuff. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, Tim, I'll let you go first because the guy you have, obviously, he's pretty much on the top tier every single week that he's on the slate. Go ahead and talk about him real quick. Yeah, your copy paste is Keenan Allen, and I feel like my copy paste is Travis Kelsey. Uh, it's kind of been he's been disappointing this year, and I think that's kind of why it's tough to pay 7,600 for him. The way he's performed, he really should be closer to 7K, but that's why you play him in this spot, right? This game is projected for 54 total. He could easily go over 60, and if he ends get you know getting say you know 100 yards and, and two touchdowns, or even 80 yards and two touchdowns, there's no other tight end on this slate that can get close to that. Yeah. So um, I, I think that he's. Somebody who's GPP only, obviously, but I think that there's some builds where you can get to Kelsey, and uh, yeah, I think he's definitely viable. Yeah, I agree. That that breakout's coming here pretty soon, and uh, someone said in the chat, blame Taylor Swift, and maybe that's the case. <laughs> Let's see if she shows up. <laughs> yeah, and... it is the issue. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a name there in the chat that Brandon D has, Laporta, and that's who you have in your top tier there, uh, Pedro. Talk about him a little bit. Yeah, that's my favorite tight end this weekend, uh, 5K. 
Uh, we got the news today that uh, St. Brown was downgraded. So there's a chance he doesn't play this weekend. Uh, yeah. Absolutely love that play. 5K, Laporta against yeah. uh, Carolina. Yeah, I mean, the one game he scored this year, uh, he put up 20. Yeah. So we know the upside's there. Yeah, 84 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. 5K, I'm all in on Laporta. Yeah, 100%. Laporta has oh, is, is been chat, a beast. Yeah, chat seems to like him as well. Yep. Chat likes Laporta, yeah. yeah that that yeah. price tag is, is sexy, too, at 5K, the, the upside that he has. 5K. And, yeah, that's horrendous. With, with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown out, you know, potentially out, that's definitely a, a play yeah. that I'm looking at as well. Uh, the guy I have in my top tier is the guy opposite Kelsey, and that's uh, TJ Hawkinson, 6.5. Uh, the Chiefs are, are 27th DUA versus the tight end. Uh, they give up the ninth, ninth most points to tight ends as well. Uh, you know, everyone knows that uh, Jefferson's going to get the ball here, but I think Hawk is going to be able to work the middle of the field at 6.5. I think he's viable. Um, again, because people are either going to go all the way up to Kelsey or they're going to hit Laporta, which leaves Hawk sort of in the middle in that middle tier where he might get uh, not as much ownership. Uh, so Hawkinson at, at, at 6.5 is a guy I like. We'll move down into the mid-tier, and you both have the same mid-tier tight end. So, uh, Pedro, you're the guest, so I'll let you take the, the mid-tier tight end here. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Higby, 4,100. I mean, Cup is coming back. That has spread the field a little bit. It's just too cheap. I feel like, you know, from now on, every tight end that we're going to mention is just way underpriced. Uh, 4,100, you know, the game has got a 50 total against Philadelphia. I don't know what's not to like about it. Yeah, the guy's a, a target machine. Eleven targets last week, so hundred percent. Anything uh, you want to? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, no, that that's about it. That's like self-explanatory. Definitely. Anything yeah. you want to add to that, Tim? No, I was just going to say the stack with Stafford is under 10k. Yeah, right, which is just incredible. But yeah, I agree. I mean, Philly's bad against tight ends too. Like it all just kind of stacks up. I think I love the Laporta play, but I also think Higby's very viable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like Higby as well. I have uh, I have Zach Ertz here at three point five, and I'm calling him the flowchart play. Um, I know yep. uh, Tim puts out the flowchart in uh, in the in the uh, roundtable uh, Facebook group, and Cincinnati is the only team to give up a tight end one in all four games this season. Uh, mm-hmm. So Ertz at three point five, he got ten targets last week. He's been kind of a target monster. Now I will say the flowchart. Uh, you got to dive a little bit deeper into that because tight ends have been to su- such a shit show this year. Uh, I actually went to look to see what tight ends got those uh, those those top 12 games. And in week one, uh, it was Harrison Bryant who had uh, two catches for five yards and a touchdown. Uh, ended up at tight end nine on the, on the week. And then last week, it was uh, Josh Wiley who had two catches for 26 yards and a touchdown. And the pass was thrown by Derrick Henry. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but they are still the only team to give up tight end one uh, to every you know every team this year. So Ertz at 3.5, uh, I think does some good things. You stack him with uh, Josh Dobbs as well. I think he's the cash game play at tight end. If you play cash, just he gets too many targets per dollar. Agreed. Agreed. Who's that, Ertz? Ertz. Yeah, yeah. Ertz. Ertz. All right, let's move down into the to the value tier. And, uh, and Pedro, I'm going to go to you first because they're the two tight ends that I was kind of bouncing back and forth in my head of which one I liked more. And you went with the one guy I didn't go with. So talk about your guy. Uh, can I, before you do, I just let me tell you, I put that guy and erased him about four times. And then I saw you put him, so I left him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tough to defend this guy because every week he's like in a smash spot and he just lets us down. But now this price point, I, I don't know if it's a trap. I, I don't know what to do with this, honestly. But Kyle Pitts, thirty three hundred, yeah, against the Texans at home. Man, that's gonna be tough to avoid. But again, the guy 
you know, when he came into the league, they were calling him generational talent. Yeah. yeah. We haven't and seen he it just yet. has not put it together. Yep. Four targets, yep. two catches, 21 yards, nine targets, five catches, 41 yards. His season high is that five receptions, 41 yards for eight points. Yeah. But Brutal. we know the upside is there. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is with that guy. Uh, but aside from Pitts, uh, the second name that I like, same tier, 3,200 is our Cochran for the uh, New York Jets, going back to the Zach Wilson uh, stack. Uh, <laughs> you see Tony Wilson said no on Pitts. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, th- those are the two guys down down at the bottom that I like is uh, Pitts and uh, Tiger, 3,200. Nice. Uh, and, again, Denver struggles against the tight end. Definitely. You have the other guy there, Tim. Talk about him. Yeah, I put Janu just to, so we could talk about the fact that he's got more targets than Kyle Pitts, <laughs> and he's cheaper. Yeah. Like, I almost want to play Janu and just save the $400 at this point. Yeah. I mean, but, like, this is one of those weeks where I think you're going to pay up at tight end. Oh, I say pay up, I mean Ertz, Higby, Laporta. Like, not necessarily Kelsey, but I don't think you need to go to Janu first. Yeah. Agreed. I think that's just this is just us filling the sheet out, basically. we got to have a value, and that's the guy in the value tier. Uh, The one guy I put in the value tier, and it's because I play a lot of dynasty football, and this guy was a a big dynasty player, and we hope that he had a good landing spot. He did not, unfortunately. Darnell Washington uh, with with the Muth. The Muth is loose. He is going to be out this week. Uh, Washington gets the minimum salary of 2.5, you know, and he is a monster. I think he's like six foot six, 250. Uh, and we just need a touchdown from this guy, right? We just need him to catch a touchdown. Just one this touchdown. This is just an extra sick call is all this is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You put two sick calls on the sheet. This is the <laughs> this other This is one. the other one. And if you're going to punt, you're going to punt, you know, to a minimum salary, the tight end position is the way to do it. So uh, Gerson, who's in the chat, I see, was, was a big proponent of always punting tight end. And I think this is the guy, if you want to punt tight end, uh, just punt it all the way down to 2.5 and, and play uh, Darnell Washington. All right, let's get to the running backs. It's time for running backs, running backs. All right, Tim, go ahead and kick us off here with, the, uh, with your top guy. Yeah, I got to talk about Bijan, man. When I first looked at this slate, you know how we all open up the slate for the first time and we look, okay, who's on this slate? Saw Bijan Robinson against Houston Texans. And then I looked more into it. it is my number one running back matchup in the week in terms of offensive versus defensive line. So at 7,700, this is his week to absolutely smash. I love the matchup at home against the Texans. Um, I'm, I know he's going to be popular, and that kind of takes a little bit of the shine off, but I'm still going to be heavily exposed to him. Yeah, I love, I love Bijan as well. I, almost, I even put in my thread starter in the DFS roundtable, is he this week's CMC? Yeah. I, because I, I think he's got that kind of, I don't know about 50-point ceiling, but he's got a real shot at a ceiling week this week. Yeah, that's a good call. And Gerson just said, how the hell is he not lock of the week? He was almost my lock of the week. He was this close to being my lock of the week. Uh, he, he definitely could be the lock of the week, but I, I agree. Bijan's a 100% great play. Uh, Pedro, me and you have the same top tier guy. We got a drop for this guy, and Gerson's in the chat, and he's going to love it because he's the one that created <laughs> this drop. So I'm going to go ahead and hit the drop and then let you talk about him. <laughs> All right, of course, King Henry at 7.5. Go ahead and give me your thoughts on King Henry. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too in love with this tier, the 7K and above tier. Uh, for this week, I prefer the six six point six k and under uh, running backs. 
Uh, but King Henry, I mean, he, he looked like his, his old self last week. I put up 27 DK points, uh, 122 yards, one touchdown. Now he get the Colts. If I'm not mistaken, uh, we can look up his history against his team. But I feel like anytime he plays his team, he just goes crazy. Yeah, I actually have that in, uh, in my notes. After you're done okay. talking, I'll, I thought I'll, so. Yeah, yeah, he crushes it over so, the last couple of years. He's averaging 27 uh, DK points versus the the Colts, and uh, correct. He's uh, over 100 yards as well uh, against the rest of the league. He's only averaging 21 points comparatively, so six points more against the the Colts than he is anybody else. And also, I feel like if this matchup was deeper into the season, he would be, I don't know, 9K yeah. opposed to 7.5 this weekend. Just seemed way too cheap. Agreed. Yeah. Up. So we know he can get 120, 140, and two touchdowns. Yep. And he seemed to get loose last week. So we, hopefully he can continue that mm-hmm. this week. Good call. All right. Let's move down into the mid tier, Tim. And we, me and you, is funny because I was writing my guys down and I realized that we had almost the same amount of guys, only the same guys in the mid tier that, uh, that I did. Uh, but go ahead and pick one of your guys you like here. Yeah, it, it actually hurts me to say this because this guy ran all over my Packers last week, but it's David Montgomery, man. His role on the Lions right now is so secure. He's looking at 20-plus touches every week, and the way that you beat the Carolina Panthers is on the ground. They've given up more touchdowns running back than any other team. I mean, and with, what's his name, uh, St. Brown doubtful, like this is how they're going to win this game, right? They're going to run the ball and play defense. Yep. So I think David Montgomery is just such a smash spot this week. He was the guy I considered putting as my lock of the week. Uh, but spoiler alert, I didn't want all three of us to have our lock of the week as running back. Yes. Yep, definitely. And uh, in Demont, we've talked in this show a lot. You know, we always joke, you know, home golf versus road golf. And this is road golf. So road golf means we're going to hand the ball off to Demont, to Demont the whole time. So, yeah, I definitely love that call for sure. Pedro, what you got? Uh, golf, it's at home. Is it at home? I thought he was on the road this week. No, it's at Detroit. Oh, my bad. Uh, all right, let's go, Pedro. What you got for your mid tier? Yeah, I have uh, Dave Montgomery is there as well. Uh, Thirty-two carries last week. Yeah, who else in the league is really? That's like who 19, else in the league is really getting that? It's like nineteen nineties carries is. right there. It <laughs> is. And this is you know. Trust me, I a- I agonized over every one of those carries last week as he just <laughs> ran it down our fucking throats. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Williams do it for them last year. What he had eighteen touchdowns or whatnot, all one. Yep. one yeah, yard one yard out. runs. You're right. So. Yeah, they drafted Gibbs, but it seems like they wanted to go to that power power football where they just run, run, run. So 32 touches, man. You, you can't get over that. 6,600, you got to play them. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's uh, I actually have one more stat I wanted to add it on Montgomery. If you sure. guys see every week we do a, a pass rate over expectation. This week I did a red zone pass rate over expectation. Lions are last in the league. They run the ball more than any other team in the league inside the red zone. Wow, that's impressive because that's that's a good call for Demont because he's getting those carries. We know Gibbs ain't getting them. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I've got for, quote, mid-tier. Uh, the other two guys I like are both under 6K, so I'm going to pass it off to you, Jeff, and then I'll come back. All right, sounds good. I'll go ahead and hit my uh... lock, lock it, it in. in. This is the guy I ultimately landed on uh, with my lock of the week, Alvin Kamara uh, at New England, 6.3. I mean, this guy, I know it wasn't very efficient. Uh, It was quite uh, inefficient, actually, last week, having 14 targets, 13 catches for 33 yards. I think the the previous low for a a player getting 13 catches was like (laughs) 74 yards. He had 33 yards. 
But you know what? It's PPR. We don't care. Give yeah. me those. Give me those thirteen points. I'll take it all day. Uh, so I think it's gonna be very similar this week. Derek Carr's arm is not ready to be throwing the ball down the field. He's gonna check it down a million times, and I'm okay with that. I'll take those cheap points, those PPR points for Kamara at six point three. Uh, and if he can maybe you know get maybe fifty yards this week, it'll be even better. So uh, Alvin Kamara is my lock of the week. Tim will go back through again. Give us uh, another one of your mid tier guys. Yeah, so it's pretty clear. I think in my mind, it's a three running back week, at least in cash. You can obviously switch it up in tournaments, but there are just so many good running back plays this week. Um, Neither of you guys had Joe Mixon, so I'll talk about Joe Mixon. Uh, He's on the road at the Cardinals Uh, this year. Obviously, you beat the Cardinals on the ground. Most teams have not really thrown against this team. I think with Higgins out, some people think they're going to lean on Jamar Chase, which is possible. I think they're going to lean on Joe Mixon and just kind of run it down their throat, kind of like CMC did last week. So 6,400, I think he's kind of a chalk play, but I think he's still going to be in a really good spot. Yeah, I like Can it. Can we trust that offense? Yeah, it's Can tough. we trust him? No, I don't know. But I also <laughs> feel like, you know, he's – I'm not saying he's going to get, you know, four or five touchdowns or whatever it was last week, but – That's you know. my issue. Yeah, it's, it's tough yeah. to trust that offense. I, you know, I had Burrow as one of my quarterbacks because – I mean, they can't be that bad, right? I mean, they got so many weapons. We keep saying that every week, though, and it keeps happening. So it's tough. They, they've scored 20 points once this year. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Once. It's it's tough. Uh, uh, I got one more guy in the but mix I get here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I get, the, I get the mix and play. I got one more guy in the mid-tier, and I'll just mention him, and we'll get down to the value tier. Uh, James Conner at Cincinnati, 5.8. Cincinnati's 30th DVA versus the run. James Conner's getting all the usage. There's literally nobody else in that backfield getting any touches. Uh, And he's been pretty good. I think the one team he didn't get uh, double-digit points against was my 49ers. Uh, So I think against this uh, Cincinnati team, he can definitely do that at home. So uh, 5.8 is a pretty good price for James Conner. Yeah, I think we got to talk about A-Chan, though, because we all had him, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah, and you know what? I thought we already talked about him, but you're right. Uh, you want to go ahead and uh, kick off A-Chain here, Tim? Yeah, I was just going to say, did we see the the changing of the guard last week, right, where he took over for Raheem Mostert? I guess that's the real question. At 6,100, he's in the same range as some of these other guys we've talked about. And I've seen some people projecting him all over, you know, from, you know, eight, you know, 12 touches to 20 touches. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I don't know that he's a cash play. Uh, but I definitely think he's somebody you want exposure in tournaments because if he has taken over this thing and he's going to see, you know, two thirds of the snaps against the Giants and you beat them, you know, you want to beat them on the ground. Yeah. I mean, he could have another 30 point week and then he's a smash at 6,100. Yeah, that's a good call. I love a chain as well. All right, we'll move down into the value tier. And that's where uh, Pedro has his uh, lock, lock in it. In it. And and a peek behind the curtain, we uh, we actually me and Pedro both had this guy as our lock of the week, but Pedro's the guest, so I changed mine for him. But go ahead and take it away, Pedro. Thank you, sir. Brees Hall, New York Jets, fifty four hundred. We got the news earlier this week. They're taking the training wheels off him. They're going to let him loose, and he gets a dream matchup. I, I don't think there could have been a better matchup for this guy at Denver. Uh, I mean, if you, if you see, if you saw the guy play football before the injury, you know what we're going to get from him or what to expect from him. And even this year, the few carries that he's got, he's averaging what? Six yards per carry. Yeah. Even last week, six attempts for 56 yards, 10 attempts for 127. So 
The upside is there, GPP, cash game, whatever you want to call it. He is a lock and load for me. Yeah, I think you start your lineup with Brees Hall. Basically, it's Brees Hall and then build from there because I think Brees he's Hall. locking in your cash games, locking into your GPPs. I think he's he's too cheap. Uh oh, so. it's a trap. I don't I don't know, Tony. We'll <laughs> see, but that's the Jets' only only hope at winning. It's unleash Brees Hall, man. Yeah. Let him go crazy. Hundred percent. Tim, you have a guy uh, uh, that's sort of like the, the 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 pivot off of Brees Hall. If you're staying in that range, what you got for your your your, your value here? Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just going to, I just put Pacheco on there because I think you have to talk about him. Uh, you know, we Love talked about this. This is one of the, you know, the highest scoring games. And we've seen that they can be beat through the run, right? We watched that, I'll watch that Thursday night game where DeAndre Swift just ran right through him. So uh, I think there's a good chance that the Chiefs lean on the run a bit here. Um, like, you, you know, you know, Pedro was talking about it earlier in the show, right? You know, who does Mahomes have? Right. Well, they we've shown they might actually trust this guy a little bit more. So I love the Hall call. I think he's an absolute smash play. Uh, but I do like Pacheco as kind of a similar price pivot. Yeah. The only other guy so, I had to, in... to add to that. Go ahead. Real, real quick. Sorry about that, Jeff. Uh, Pacheco's uh, his uh, his uh, attempts have gone up every week this year. Every week, yeah. Eight, twelve, fifteen, and twenty last week. Twenty, one, fifteen, and one touchdown. So I want to say that that's the feature back. That's the guy in Kansas City. And if you're not stacking that game, if you're not playing Mahomes and Kelsey, that's one way to get different and still get exposure to that game. Yep. I like that call from Brian in the chat. Uh, You play Pacheco and Hawkinson. That's a great secondary stack that nobody's going to really be on, and it gives you a ton of leverage. I love it. Correct. Yep. Good stuff. All right. So the only other guy I wanted to mention is is Damian Pierce, 5.3. Again, he's a pivot off of the more chalkier plays and only because he's getting a ton of usage. You know, he's got, I think, 24 carries last week. Uh, not quite where he's at David Montgomery stage, but uh, you're getting that many uh, carries in, in offense. Not very efficient right now. Not scoring a ton of touchdowns, but I think the potential is there if you're getting that much usage. So Pierce is a, a, a pivot off of Brees Hall at 5.3 for me. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. And we'll hit the uh, the infamous double drop here as Tim got his uh, lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, Tim, take it away. Yeah, so I said I didn't want to do three running backs. The great thing about this slate is I think that there's a, a good amount of value to where you can pay up at wide receiver. And I think there's two clear plays at the top that you kind of have to decide between. So I'm going with Tyreek Hill. And one of the reasons is one of the stats that I had this week, since being traded to the Miami Dolphins, he has averaged 30. He's averaged 30 points against me. You all right there? You can take a break. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Pedro, why don't you take one of these top tier guys here? One of your other guys. (laughs) No, I mean, to add to that, did you guys watch that Monday Night Football by the Jets? The Giants, they just can't tackle. Yeah, I, I don't terrible. know. I don't know who's going to be on them or who's going to try to contain them or what they're going to do, but I feel like he's going to, you know, we're going to get one of those Tyreek Hill games where first quarter he's got four for 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, definitely. Type of sure. game. So, yeah, I love him up top. Uh, also, like J.J., uh, Jettas, if you're going to stack that game, if you're going back to that Chiefs game, you know, that's an easy run back. Uh, you can run either Hawkinson or you can go JJ if you can get to him. Yeah, and he hasn't uh, disappointed. That, 
He hasn't disappointed one time all season. Like he's been money no, every day. Uh, I started coughing really hard, guys. I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> you got all excited about Tyreek. <laughs> yeah, I just think Tyreek's an absolute smash spot. Maybe take this as the Tim died a little bit play of the week, the extra <laughs> sit call of the week. But yeah, this feels like it kind of did week one. Where if you, you know, you feel like if you don't have Tyreek, like you're going to miss out. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right. So we mentioned JJ. We mentioned Tyreek. Uh, I will mention Jamar Chase at 7.9. Again, this offense, hard to trust. Burrow, hard to trust. It's got to happen sooner though. And I think at 7.9, Jamar Chase is just too cheap. I was actually on Jamar Chase last week, hoping that would be the breakout. Yeah, of course, it wasn't. Kind of burned me a little bit. But he's even cheaper this week, 7.9. So a better matchup against Arizona. Again, I mentioned earlier, 30th DVOA versus the pass. Uh, if it's going to happen, I think it's going to happen this week. So yeah. I, I want to be on the, the front side of that. So I think 7.9 is too cheap. And the only other guy I had, and I, I put a question mark. Are, are y'all playing Cup? Are anybody playing Cup? Are you are you into Cup? I can't do it. Not at 8.6. I don't care if Sean McVay says he won't be on a snap count. I think he'll be on a snap count. I agree. I so. agree. I don't think I, agree. It, it, yeah. I love Stafford. I told you he's my favorite quarterback play. I'm really like concerned about stacking him with like anybody, but Higby, I, we didn't talk about Tutu, but we'll talk about, but like, I'm really concerned. I think you can play Puka and I actually was put the question marks on Puka, but there's a good chance they split snaps here and neither one of them are viable. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with Joe. I think he's on decoy duty. Yeah. He could be right. Uh, you have one more guy there, uh, Pedro, yeah. in your top tier, Mr. AJB. Yeah. This dude killed it last week. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned Hertz uh, earlier. Uh, I feel like he'll get no ownership, so that's a good uh, GPP play. Uh, most guys would go up to Jettas or yeah. uh, Tyfreak. Uh so he's the odd man out. And as we've seen before, you know he can break a slate. Yep, he can go crazy. Yeah, don't sleep. That game has got a fifty and a half point total, and he's on the road. Uh, the Rams are getting healthy, so if the Rams are going to put up a fight. That game can very easily shoot out. And Agreed. Tim likes uh, Stafford and, you know, yep. the Rams offense. So, Absolutely. Just a under-the-radar play. All right, yeah, well, he's definitely my favorite bring back in my Stafford stacks, by the way. Yeah, 100%. All right, we'll move down into the mid-tier, and I'll kick it off here with a, a guy that I love. And, and I loved him last week as sort of a, uh, a post-bust game. He had a bust game two weeks ago. Everyone forgot about him. Uh, but Mr. Nico Collins at uh, Atlanta 5.6, he is, I think, going to be a legit receiver one for the rest of his career. Him and Stroud, he just looks that good. He's looked really good through the first couple se- for games of the season. Kind of came out of nowhere. We weren't really sure who the receiver was going to be in this offense. It is definitely Nico Collins. He is the man. Uh, Atlanta right now is 27th DVA versus the pass. The one thing that we talked about pre-show that we're a little worried about is the pace of the Atlanta Falcons slowing this game down. Um, to the point where that these guys may not be as playable, but I think Nico at, at 5.6 is still way too cheap for me. So I think I'll, I'll have him in a bunch of my lineups as well. Tim, what you got for your mids? Yeah. Talk about a guy that's let me down and I'm going to go back to him and that's Zay flowers. Uh, I, I feel like this is like one of those spots where it's like, he's got to do it here right now. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh has been so bad against wide receivers this year. Uh, I think it was, you know, I've let him, like I said, uh, he's burned me before. I think it was two weeks ago, but he's in such a good spot right here at 5,500. Um, I just feel like this is a smash spot. We had some people talking about Lamar. Uh, I don't really know if I like Lamar, but I like some pieces of this game. And probably the one the most I like is Zay Flowers. Yeah, I love it. What about you, Pedro? What you got for your mid-tier? So, I mean, if you guys have been paying attention uh, from the start, 
it's uh, all the Jets for me this weekend. So Garrett Wilson, man, 6K against Denver. We've seen what other teams have done to Denver. He had 14 targets last week. Uh, 6K, just too cheap. Again, they get Brees Hall back this week. So, you know, they should have – teams can't just uh, play back on them now. They have to – or at least stack the box. They have to, you know. So, Brees Hall, that's my favorite uh, mid-tier guy this week. Yeah. You mean uh, Garrett Wilson, you mean? You said you Garrett said, Wilson, I'm sorry. But Brees Hall is yeah, also in that list. That's how much I love Brees Hall. <laughs> that's how much he loves Brees Hall, yeah. Play a receiver, too, if you can. <laughs> Yeah, I think Wilson had what Man. 12, 13 targets last week. Uh, that's you know fourteen. Fourteen, it was 14 yeah. 14, yeah. Nine catches. You're yeah. getting fourteen targets at six K. The, the, the funny thing is, uh I'm actually I'm a Patriots fan, so I can't stand the Jets. The Jets are never in play for me, but this week everything just lines up. To yeah, the Jets, Jets, Jets. So it's funny you say that because you know people who watch the show <laughs> know obviously I'm a huge Packer fan, and it kills me to recommend Vikings. But several times on this show. I've recommended Vikings, yeah. and it's made me money. So when I'm 100 percent on board with that. Whenever Tim mentions a Vikings stack, you have to play it that week because it's going to happen. It just it always seems to be that way. Love it. Um, all right, so the effort of time here, I'm going to just mention the last few guys we had in there. We had Hopkins at set 5.7, uh, and Hollywood Brown at 5K are two guys that we didn't talk about, but we do like them in the mid tier. Let's move down into the value tier, and uh, Tim, you kick this off here for us. Yeah, I'm going to talk about kind of the the chalk play of the week. I think is Wandale Robinson, uh, 3K. Uh, we don't, we haven't talked about this in a while, Jeff. But the famous uh, Monday night misprice, yep. right? That we get still get early in the season, where his role increased after the slate came out. He's projected, depending on where you look, for between six and eight targets at 3K. Um, we talked about earlier that Zach Ertz rated number one for me in terms of targets per dollar. Wandale Robinson is number two. So I think if you're building a cash lineup, it's probably starting with those two guys and then going from there. So uh, I, I don't expect like a, a huge game out of him, but I think uh, he's going to get you enough to get you there in your cash games uh, tournaments. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> All right. And I want to answer uh, uh, Matt's question here. He's chiming in with a season long question, but I want to just kind of answer his question here, but we do have the season long show on Wednesday nights. So he's talking dynasty here. Uh, would y'all trade Javante Higgins, Miles Sanders and Dotson for Breeze, Godwin, in a 24-second and third. And I think I'm taking that. I know Higgins is there, uh, but, you know, but I think Higgins and Godwin's, Godwin are pretty close, but I love Breeze. I would uh, say if it's not easy question and one side gets Breeze, give me the Breeze side. Yeah, that's 100% yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> I think Miles Sanders is going to be close to being done, you know, after a year. Yep. Uh, Javante has Javante's not looked really good. struggling to stay healthy, man. Yeah. yeah. Same so, t- Higgins. Yeah, and then the two picks push you <laughs> over the edge. So, yeah, to answer your question, Matt, um, I think I'm taking that. So, yeah, good, good question. Check us out on Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m., me and Ryan, where we run our, our, our Dynasty show on that night. All right, let's get back to DFS here, uh, Pedro. What you got for your uh, for your value? What's your favorite value here? I see uh, Rondell Moore popping up in optimizers and whatnot. Uh, he's only thirty two hundred uh, against Arizona this weekend. Uh, also, Rice. Uh, if you're stacking the Chiefs and you need some savings, I received Rice uh, thirty six hundred. Uh, played 32 out of 70 snaps last week against the Jets. Uh, five catches for 32 yards. Uh, he's popping up in optimizers. Uh, 3,200. Uh, but me personally, I, I want to stay in that big tier. Uh, I believe with the savings that we have at running back, uh, 
I'm already saving on my quarterback. I don't think I need to go all the way down at wide receiver this week. Agreed. Um, I'll put two guys here that are in the same game that I think are values. We already talked about Dobbs. You know, I mentioned Dobbs in our values here at the beginning, but uh, there's two receivers that he has, uh, Marquise Brown at 5K and uh, and Michael Wilson at 3.7, I think are both in play as values. I think Brown had 10 targets last week. He's had 10 targets now twice this season uh, at 5K. He's just too good. Uh, and then Michael Wilson at 3.7, you know, we're not going to find too many guys that are below 4,000 4, that are getting the usage in the touchdowns. I think he has three touchdowns through the season now at 3.7. Uh, he's six. Thanks, foot. Jeff. What was that? Oh, man, I didn't see that. I didn't see I didn't see you had him all the way down there. My bad. Uh, forget about forget about Michael Wilson. I, I you know, I'll, I'll take that back. I pulled a Gerson on that one. Um, I'll mention Tank, Tank Dell as well uh, at Atlanta, 4.8. I think that whole offense in Houston is is uh, in play as well. Hey, I have one last thing on Rasheed Rice. Uh, so not only is he number one on the team in targets, but he's also number one in terms of end zone targets. Nice. So his okay. snap counts have stat. increased and he's getting the look. So I really love that play as well. I'm going to have a lot of them. Good stat. All right, let's get to the defenses. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Pedro, I know you're new to the show, but uh, Tim is the defense guru. He always goes first here because he always seems to nail the defense. Yeah, I think this is a week you kind of punt defense, right? I don't think there's one obvious spot, and I think there's a lot of plays you want to pay up for. So I think in cash, uh, you're either playing the Titans at 24 or the Panthers at 22. Right. I think that's just kind of how the builds go. I think if I have a preference, it's the Titans, because uh, I think they have a better pass rush than the, the Panthers do. Uh, but either way, I think you're paying all the way down. And GPPs, uh, we talked about Burroughs really struggled. I like the Cardinals at 2,800. And then talk about somebody who struggled, Mac Jones slash Bailey Zappi. Uh, so I like the Saints coming in. Who that? Against the Patriots. There we go. Garrett's in the chat. He's a, he's the, he's a Saints fan. <laughs> Love it. What do you got for your defenses, uh, Pedro? So I like the Patriots at 3,100. Uh, they, <laughs> they get the Saints, uh, but this Saints offense, oof, it's not there. I mean, check down central. They've scored, yeah, they've scored 20 points once this year. They scored three, 15, 17, and 20. Years. So they've hit 20 points one time this year. Uh, hard not to like Miami. Uh, we just seen. This New York Giants uh, O-line give up, what, 11 sacks, I want to say, yeah. on Monday Night Football? Uh, they're pricey, 3,600, uh, but hard not to like them. Uh, other than that, the Titans, you mentioned, down below 2,400. They get Indianapolis, uh, Richardson. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah. You know, for me, defense, it's, you know, what can I get? What can I fit? I yep. fill in everything yep. else and then. It's kind of where I'm at, to too. Defense. Yep. Uh, I have the I have the Steelers at two point seven versus Baltimore only because we mentioned Lamar Jackson struggles. He is prone to take sacks. He is prone to turn the ball over. Uh, Steelers defense, despite what they showed last week, has been pretty good this season uh, at two point seven. Uh, and then I had the Jets at Denver. We mentioned how good the Jets defense has been, and Russell Wilson, you know, has turned the ball over in the past. And this offense, you know, the defense doesn't look uh, uh, great. So at three point one, I think the Jets are in play as well. All right, time for our stacks. Goingfor2.com's weekly stack report. Pedro, we'll let you go first, but I think we all know what your stack is. (laughs) It's not pretty, uh, but I am going to go with the New York Jets. I am going to go with Wilson, Brees Hall, 
and uh, Wilson. Yeah. Gary Wilson. Yeah. From Wilson to Wilson. Wilson to Wilson with a little bit of Brees mixed Wilson, in there. Wilson Brees. So. I love it. Tim, what that you is, got? Uh, my stack of the week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tua. I love that game. Uh, I think it's a good chance that it goes well above the total. So I'm going to go Tua to A-Chan and Tyreek Hill and bringing it back with Wondell Robinson. Yeah, I like that stack. You actually stole that stack from me because that's the one I was going to go with originally, and then I saw you had it. Uh, so I got left with Jeff, do you have ownership yet? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm wondering I, how, how old Tua is going to be, that uh, stack. Let me hear. I can actually pull it up real quick. Let me. Uh, let yeah, me, I was gonna say I'm pulling it up too. Yeah, go ahead and pull it up while I talk That's about my stack. Yeah, uh, my stack is is sort of an ugly stack because we talked about can we trust this offense this whole show, uh, and I'm gonna trust them at least in a couple lineups. But uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and then you could pick either uh, Ertz as your comeback or or Hollywood Brown, or if you want to go with the other guy that I can't mention because Tim has him as his uh, sick call, but. You can use him as well. It's a risky. It's a risky thing. I know it, the, the the offense does not look good, uh, but I just I I just can't give up on them yet. They've looked so good in the past. Uh, I'm gonna give them one more week. If they can do it against any team, it'll be against the Cardinals. So give me the Burrow stack this week. What you got for ownership, Tim? You got it pulled up yet? Yeah, I was gonna say I have two around fourteen percent. Yeah, depending on where you look, it's somewhere between like eleven and fourteen percent. Yeah, I think he's. That's not bad. I was expecting much higher. Yeah, it looks like uh looks like I have him around 15% on my on my projection. So yeah, right right in that same range. All right, let's get to our sick calls. And now, the sick call of the week. All right, Tim, I'll let you go first. I stole your thunder. I didn't see you had him as your sick call, but uh go ahead and talk about him now. Yeah, it's Michael Wilson. I couldn't believe when I pulled up early ownership and it said that he was at 3%. Uh, if you guys look at my uh, thread every week uh, that I do early ownership value, or sorry, early values, he came in for me early in the week at 3,700. Uh, he had two red zone targets last week. Both of them turned into touchdowns. It seems like this is the guy Dobbs goes to when he gets into the red zone. He's going to use Hollywood Brown down the field and then Wilson when he gets in there. So at 3,700, I think he's too cheap. Uh, I love Rice, uh, but I also really think Michael Wilson is a great play. Uh, and kind of you know, maybe a little lower ownership than you're going to see there. Yep, I love so, it. If he really comes in at three percent, though, I'm going to have a ton. Yeah, that's a, that's a really low percentage at that price point for sure. Uh, Pedro, what you got for your sick call? <laughs> Broken record here, but right back to the Jets. Yeah, uh, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Cockman, uh, 3200. <laughs> uh, I am seeing a sub three percent uh, for him for the week. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you know, I'm gonna start thinking you're a Jets fan the way you're picking these Jets tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, I think the only Patriot you mentioned all night was their defense. I believe <laughs> that, that offense is bad. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. All right, so my my sick call is uh, is pretty sick because this guy hasn't really done a whole lot all year, but he did play the most snaps of all receivers uh, on the Chiefs last week. Did absolutely nothing with them, but. To just be on the field with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Watson at 3.4, he's going to be lower than 1% owned. Uh, just being on the field with Patrick Mahomes, it can turn into something. He is a deep ball threat, so if he can break loose on just one play, you know, he gets a 60-yard touchdown. He pays off that 3.4 salary. Um, so I, I will take Justin Watson as as my sick call. Uh, and just to recap the the last sick call, it wasn't week four, it was week three because we didn't do a show last week. Uh, I had Cole Turner at 2.7. He busted. 
Devontae Parker at 3.8 is what Tim had. He busted. Uh, and Braxton Berrios is what uh, uh, Jared had, and he also busted. So we hit on none of our sick calls for the first time all year. Uh, so that was, that's that on the sick calls. But this week, uh, I like our chances. I like Michael Wilson a lot. He probably would have been like, – yeah. I had him as a value, so he would have been definitely one of my you know better calls too. So I like it. And to, to add to that Justin uh, Wilson call, I mean, you can never go wrong with Justin Watson. I'm sorry. You can never go wrong with the highest total on the, on the slate. So. Absolutely. And it just takes one play, really. One slate. Yep. And it's, a, and it's a dome game. So. Absolutely. Yeah, those are always better. So. All right, fellas. That wraps the podcast up. Uh, thanks again for everybody in the chat today. The chat was live. I love it. I love to see it. Uh, we'll go around the room real quick. If you want to give us your Twitter handle or if you want to plug, obviously, your, your Facebook group, Pedro. Uh, we'll go to you first, man. Uh, DFS Masters. Uh, simple as that. DFS uh, Space Masters on Facebook. Uh, check us out if you're not already in our group. Uh, appreciate you having me. Uh, Tim, thank you. Good luck on Sunday, fellas. Uh, and I'll see you guys around. Awesome. Yeah. Tim. Yeah, Jeff and I are both uh, old school DFS masters. Uh, some of the guys that made up the DFS roundtable all met in DFS masters. So it's definitely the OG group. Uh, Pedro, thanks for being on the show, man. You absolutely killed it. Uh, every week, as I said, in the DFS roundtable, I do a thread where I gather all of the best info from around the internet and uh, put it available for you in one place. So I got your O-line matchups, your wide receiver cornerback matchups, your pace matchups, everything in that thread. Uh, so hop in there. Good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. And I want to plug my ownership that I always put out in my Facebook group, uh, the, the DraftKings group. Uh, I think between the three of us here, we all have the biggest DFS groups uh, on Facebook. We Masters, yeah. DraftKings group and the, the roundtable. So uh, I put out my, my ownership today. Uh, and also check out Micah's article uh, on goingfor2.com. Uh, he came on the show a few weeks ago and he really crushed it. He actually uh, took down a showdown slate last night uh, that he sent me. His lineup looked really good. So he he knows his stuff as well. His article just came out recently on goingfor2.com. So make sure you check that out as well. Uh, for Tim, for Pedro, I'm Jeff. Uh, we will see you all next week and good luck. Go Pack Go!